You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. All right, well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Monero Miami. Good morning from Miami to everyone else. Cheers. Thank you for the coffee, man. Thanks for bringing the coffee. thank you. Very welcome. We uh, we usually have our own. We have our gratuitous coffee that we're always pushing. Mm. You have the bag of it? Yes, I do. So you're, you're a coffee drinker? Yeah, I for a couple of years I stopped because I saw like all the older people were kind of like getting headaches if they stopped at their age. So I decided to stop, but then work just kind of hits you and you're like, oh, I need you know I need to start the day off right. You can also work out, do other things, but this is an easy path to <laughs> very easy path to getting your day started. In hey. Miami, this is this is number one thing. And you're, you're Cuban by yeah, the sound, right? So, I mean, coffee yeah. is, is in the blood. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. What uh, do you call this? Uh, so, it's una colada. It's just uh, Hispanic coffee. I don't want to say Cuban coffee because everyone has, you know, their own coffee. And it's but, basically uh, prepared like an espresso, right? So, it's like an espresso uh, with a lot more sugar. And uh, coffee beans are from Latin America instead of Italy or Europe, uh, which is where espresso, most espressos come from. Or like the Middle East, stuff like that. Um, that's about it. Uh, the thing here, you know, usually I've traveled, you know, like Seattle and in the East Coast and all that. They people buy coffee. They go out in the morning. There's a long line at the coffee shop or whatever. Here we make it at home in the morning. Everyone, every right, every 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 single person. Well, we brought you every back. Family we brought you back. So this is. Oof. Have you heard of our coffee? I've heard. I have right. heard. I have heard. So that's from Guatemala. Mm. The uh, can I make this? The same way I make any regular coffee. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. You can make it the same way you make your Cuban coffee. I've always wanted it as an espresso. I've always wanted this coffee. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there you go, man. Very glad, man. Very glad. And then if you want, you can send a tip, and it goes awesome. to goes to the farmer. QR codes. So so this QR codes uh, is only for tipping, or you can just you can send any amount. That's only for tipping. So we, for tipping. we went down to the farm where we get the coffee from and mm-hmm. we gave you guys went down there yeah awesome. this is last year pretty oh, wow. much a year ago mm-hmm. uh we gave 20 of the workers on the farm their own paper wallets oh nice and so when you send a tip it goes mm-hmm. to the 20 workers could i uh could this QR codes who make these uh do you guys or do you is there a, a third party that makes this possible like paying oh, with your codes yeah yeah of course i mean so that that's just a typical public you know monero public okay. address right okay. so we we normally use cake wallet so we mm-hmm. you know generated off that could a um, restaurant give you a check with a qr code to scan and pay sure 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah it seems, it seems really easy seems yeah. like the way to go yeah 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 well, I, I, would, I get to keep this, right? Uh, this is just so we're clear. Yeah, of course. Uh, you get to I keep know, it. Enjoy it. Let me know what you think. You're, oh, you're a coffee connoisseur. Oh, we were oh, trying oh. to go down to Guatemala again, mm. actually, last week. 
before we came down here because now they're they're picking beans again. This is the time of year that they oh. that they harvest down there. Okay. So last year we gave twenty people wild. This year we go down and give all the workers that they bring in for actually picking the beans. Okay. They bring in like a hundred people that come in to pick the beans. Um, the seasonal so workers. Basically. We're hoping we could if we can't get down there, we're gonna have somebody do it for us. That's awesome. I've always wanted I've never been to South America, Central America. Uh it, it calls you, you know, it's a, it's a really like far away place, even though it's right yeah. across the border. Antigua, Guatemala is amazing, man. It's like mm -hmm. coffee paradise. Yeah. Beautiful. What's going on? So you everything all right? I'm just making sure that the sound is okay. Okay. Um, so what, what do we got here? We're, oh, we have, uh, I know. <laughs> we're in Miami, guys. We're in Miami. There with us. We showed up late last night. Love you too. One o'clock in the morning. Uh, we're right on the strip over here. What? This is like this the is main... Collins. Collins. This is Collins. Collins. Yeah, we're on Collins Ave. Uh, we're like right off the strip, like the, the most famous uh, little piece of strip. And uh, this is basically where, if anybody says South Beach, this is it. This is this three mile, sorry, four mile stretch of streets and hotels and beaches. You have North Beach, North Miami Beach, but this is basically like the Mecca of South Beach. Um, this the hotel that we're at. It's uh, pretty sure it's pretty famous. They had like a couple of TV shows done about it. Oh really? At the, uh, the Catalina, and they had a, a reality TV show back yeah. in the days. That's where we're staying. Uh, staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Catalina. Yeah. They had a reality TV show. I used to watch it late at night. It was like a teenage thing. Oh really? I mean, oh, that's I mean it was. They, they weren't teenagers, but it was for the teenage like. Like an MTV thing? Yeah, like an okay. like a. Like a Jersey Shore type stuff. Oh, okay. oh that's here. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. the that's really I, cool. I think I do remember that actually. That's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, so far, we're, I mean, we're coming from New York. So, yeah. this so is it's cold as hell. Yeah. Everybody's messed up everywhere. It's yeah. to walk out here this morning, it was like he, he came back to life. Remembered what it means <laughs> to live again. There, there's some bias because, I mean, there's little bobo that says New York is horrible, it's terrible, it's ass all around. That's why I can't speak from personal experience, but I hear that things are not going so well. And uh, New York has never really called to me. Like I've, I've, traveled, I've traveled up north, but I've never made it to New York. And uh, I don't know why. I, I just don't think I'm interested in uh, like the concrete jungle mm. type uh, vibe that it gives off. Uh, I'll end up going once, probably, definitely. But I don't think I'm very interested in staying, visiting much. I'd rather go uh carolinas i'd rather go like tennessee seattle somewhere i don't know somewhere different yeah than, than no, york, I, agree. yeah. I mean we're lifelong new yorkers mm. i always loved new york born and raised whenever i'd born go somewhere raised, yeah. eventually i'd be like oh, i can't wait to just get home you know have a slice of pizza you know whatever. <sighs> like you always felt like when you came back to new york you remembered why it was so great mm. uh but recently <laughs> it's it's lost that edge so no rush to go visit New York right now, absolutely not. But when it was better days, I mean, it was it was it was beautiful. I felt um, like the like was the, in the air all the time in New York. I feel like the advantage that New York had was such a creative community and such a exactly. free thinking and huge businesses. It was just it was it was the Rome, you know, it's the Rome of modern mm -hmm. times. But businesses have left, and creative people left exactly so what's left is exactly it's the ruins and that's what miami in miami because we were down here last year for the bitcoin conference mm. um great time 
and yeah, the vibe. I mean, like so much creative energy. We go into restaurants, all like the wait staff, everything knows about crypto. They're all yeah. into like talk, like they're willing to accept it as tips. It's... And that's why, I mean, I, I don't speak for all of Miami, but Miami, it's it's a really good place for crypto because of the industry that drives it, which is the cash industry. You have um, service industry, it's all cash. And then you have you know, the hustlers, the musicians, the whatnot. It's all cash. So uh, banking system doesn't really help you down here. So you need to look for alternatives. And that's where crypto and everyone's you know, blew up down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where crypto comes in and uh, helps a lot of people. Helps a lot of people. Let's uh, let's wait. Let's let's stick to the normal plot line, right? So we have um, a quick of- intro. Yeah. So what do we got going on this week? Um, our, our Monero Topia update announcements. All right, guys. So, uh, Monero Topia, like we said, we're going to be raising the prices. So, today's the last day. Um, if you didn't buy your ticket yet, jump on, buy it now. Uh, you'll still be able to buy them, but we're going to raise the price. It's still going to be cheap as hell compared to, compared every, to other, all the other every other crypto conference. <laughs> Uh, the bang for your buck is going to be amazing. It's really coming together, guys. We so this week we added. Well, all right, let's say who we we already have Francisco. Oh, we already know Francisco. We have Lee, BT Nerd. We have Andreas. We have Elizabeth, who's going to be talking about Monero to X, um, to Ethereum swaps. We have uh, Jethro Grassi, another contributor, and Monero developer, and then we just recently added uh, Henry of Techlore. I had him on the show this week. Yeah, the show will be published probably later today. What's so, uh, what, what's Techlore? Techlore. Uh, so he he had started this this essentially what's become this this brand now this media mm-hmm. company oh, where okay. he talks about privacy tech. Okay. And he does it in a very uh, effective way. He puts out really effective videos, okay. and he's always suggesting new tools that you could use to essentially like an, an advocate. Protect your privacy and reduce your digital footprint. So uh, he he found found his way to Monero, right? Like yeah. if, if a guy like him That's isn't the Monero, then we have a problem. Yeah. Uh, but Henry, you know, uh, believes Monero is one of those tools that people should be using to reduce their digital footprint. And so he's going to be a speaker at the conference, and he's also going to be a media partner. So Techlore will be one of our media partners. And we added Seth for privacy as well. Most people hey. in the Monero community know Seth. Yeah, big fan. You're familiar with Seth? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Seth and and Henry, they're similar in terms of what they're both doing and that they're out there talking about privacy tech. So Seth is going to be doing uh, a talk as well. Uh, overall, we're thinking the, the conference is going to have a few main sections. So one will just be us talking about Monero the Monero technology. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll have the devs talking about, you know, um, how decentralized the mining network is, mm. the decentralization of the nodes, uh, the actual protocol itself, what's going on there in terms of, uh, you know, privacy updates. So mm-hmm. that will be mostly the devs talking yeah. about the tech. Then we'll have another section uh, where it'll be more of this general privacy tech mm-hmm. theme, what you can do to, to opt out, you know, what, yeah. what are some things you can do other than buying Monero. Mm-hmm. That will be where, where Seth and Henry come in. Mm. And then we also want to talk about um, s- 
kind of our integrations with Monero mm -hmm. or second layer technologies. And that's what we'll be talking about, like Bitcoin to Monero atomic swaps, Ethereum to Monero atomic swaps, um, potentially secret, secret network. Uh, they may they may do a talk. Uh, Haven, the ha I don't know if you're familiar with Haven. That's I know. the um, I, I get, I, I, Haven, the, the oh, stablecoin. There you go. Yeah, that's built. On I, I get those confused. They're, 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 they're going to have a speaker, uh, so that will be kind of like the Monero integration section, and then we might also then have a talk on uh, regulation. Mm -hmm. That's obviously something people are always concerned about mm -hmm. in Monero land. Um, and yeah, I'd say those are the main ones. Oh, and then maybe like one like cipher. It'd be nice to get like one cipher, true cypherpunk. True cypherpunk, just some, some random old, old school cypherpunk. So we're working on that. Some, Somebody... some, some 90s hippie. Yeah, exactly. Saw it all exactly. Coming. exactly. It's like I said this 40 years ago. You nerds <laughs> should listen to me. Well, we're talking to sense. Phil Zimmerman. Are you familiar with him? The guy who invented PGP, pretty good privacy. No, uh, no, I. I I know PGP. I didn't know that was the name of the creator. Yeah, uh, so that, that would be an interesting, very early adapter. Uh, pick he, he's he's yeah. down to come, but he wanted like ten grand to speak. Mm. What a speaking thing. Does he does he speak actively? Is he out and about or? Not too much. Not no, too much. and he, uh, you can find some videos of him talking about Bitcoin. He was at like the, a Bitcoin meetup a few years ago. We might pursue that, but I don't think it's worth maybe maybe next year ten grand on that. Maybe, maybe next year when the community. Has uh, grown more. Yeah, I'd rather spend the money more on our our own speakers that yeah. are willing to kind and, of come and do this. Yeah, and those are and those speakers that you mentioned are specific to Monero. You know, when you go to a Bitcoin conference, it's gotten so big that they have to kind of target. They have to target a wider audience, so they have to use simpler terms. And somebody coming to your conference, our conference, they will be getting kind of like the the core of. Um, of what Monero is mm -hmm. compared to like a mainstream take on it. And I think that's one of the, I mean, it, it, it doesn't only happen with Monero or like crypto, but anything that's smaller, smaller community is going to be more specific, more technical, um, less sugarcoat of this. Exactly. So I mean, I, w I want like, you know, whether you're already, you know, a hardcore Monero enthusiast, mm -hmm. this would be great for you because you'll be surrounded by mm -hmm. others where you can kind of talk and network. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, you, if you're just a noob, mm -hmm. you'll go in yeah. and you'll be able to learn everything you need to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. you can't learn it all in one day, but yeah. it's going to be an amazing introduction mm -hmm. to all things yeah. Monero. And those uh, those technical speakers you mentioned are probably the, the, the most important ones because that's the biggest <clears throat> that's the biggest uh, gatekeeper uh, technical talk. Like, you tell somebody, oh, it's private. They're like, how? Mm -hmm. uh, like, are you sure you want to know? I have like five terms that I have to explain five paragraphs behind it, you know? And, uh, and I tried last night, I was hanging out with friends. I'm like, Oh, I'm going on this podcast. I don't know what I'm going to say. And they're like, Oh, uh, what are you going to talk about? And I tried to explain to them and they're like, why, how, why? And it's like a little kid. It just never ends. And I'm like, you, just keep you asked. <laughs> and it's just really hard to get through some of those gatekeeping like terms and tech terminology and, it's very hard, very hard to get through. I think that's one of the reasons why we haven't really uh, flourished as a community. It's that even ourselves, we need to learn more of Monero so we can explain it better. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the day, it, it, at the end of the day, it's digital cash, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's easier to kind of pitch Bitcoin, so, mm -hmm. especially with the 21 million cap, right? That's what mm -hmm. everybody falls back upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, 
The yeah. most important thing to know is there will only ever be 21 yeah. million. It will always and go up in price. like that that exists in the universe yeah. where it's limited to. Uh -huh. And like, sounds great in theory. It's very easy to express. And then people's you eyes light up like, wow, I could own a piece of something that's completely limited mm -hmm. with discounting, you know, all the trade-offs that mm -hmm. come with the fact that it's completely capped, not even getting into any of that. Mm -hmm. And that's what draws people in. With Monero, it's like you have to go another layer of abstraction. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, we're, we're, we're just like Bitcoin, except we're private. Oh, I thought Bitcoin already was private. Actually, no, it's not. And then you, it's like you have to have a 20-minute conversation just to... That's so interesting you bring that up. The uh, the stand that I picked up for uh, for the event that tomorrow that you guys have... The conference, yeah, the, the banner. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for picking Yeah, it up. the owner of the business, he was telling me that he bought some Bitcoin in 2018 and that he was lucky enough to have an email with his username and password saved in 2020 and he recovered it. He was like, oh, I'm so glad this and that. And then he had no idea that Bitcoin was not private. I explained to him that, yeah, if you transact with somebody, they have your history and your future transactions, uh, like, you know, it's out in the open. And he had no idea that that was like one of the main selling points of Bitcoin. And he was one of the you know early adopters. And it's just things like that, very basic things that people are not aware. The, th the thing with Monero is once you really do start to understand it, it clicks in a way where you're like, you yeah. realize how beautifully designed the it's, entire network is. It's it, not it's, just the private. We always focus on the privacy. But what does privacy mean? Yeah, but, what's behind it? But no, I'm saying also the, the scalability mm -hmm. and the fact that the network is, is essentially the protocol is built to scale with yeah. dynamic block dynamic size, blocks, and tail emission, um, yeah, and also the decentralization of the network. It's it's built to to grow in terms of how decentralized it is over time, organically, right? Through people, with yeah, random access. So it's it's. It's, it's not easy to sum it up in mm -hmm. a sentence. I mean, mm -hmm. the easiest way to sum it up is digital cash. Uh, Sunita's so yeah, pointing out. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should mention the sponsors. sponsors. Thank you so much. So Cake Wallet, as, is, as everybody knows. Um, has a brand new Monero wallet. Totally. Mm -hmm. The Monero.com wallet. So I could wear, I could wear my original <laughs> cake shirt again with the Monero logo favorite, on it. We're bringing it back. Favorite shirt. Uh, so guys, you could go to Monero.com today. Today, uh, it's it's up and running. We had Vic on last week. He was talking about it. So Monero.com is going to be not just a place where you can learn about the Monero.com wallet and, down, and download it, but you'll also be able to learn about Monero in general. So once again, just perfect example. So like now when we're talking to people and we're, you know, we're trying to explain it. We can be like, just go to Monero, you know, Monero.com. Go to Monero.com. Yeah. Uh, and you'll be able to learn about Monero. Obviously, you'll learn about what wallets. They're also going to, you know, I don't think it's just going to be cake wallet. Cake I think they're going to, you know, mention all the, the trusted wallets in the community, all the trusted resources. It's going to be a Monero website. Another it's super Monero cool website. that they're doing that. Uh, and it's it's up and running. So I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with cake? Do you use cake? Uh, yeah, I use cake. I mean, I'm, I've, I've, for years I've used Monero, Monero, Monero Juice, okay. and I've had so much trust in it that I use Cake for like daily transactions. Mm -hmm. But I keep most of my bank account, I guess, in mm -hmm. Monero Juice. Monero Juice, yeah. And, but we, hi we highly but recommend wallets, them as well. They'll, yeah, he's they, gonna be one of the speakers. The UI, it's amazing. What they've done with the swapping, it's mm -hmm. amazing. Exchanging between currencies, sending it to any address, mm -hmm. even within the wallet, outside the wallet, it's really, really good. They don't ask for any personal information, so really good, yeah. really, really good outlet. And then the Monero.com wallet is basically just Monero only. 
So no other, no Litecoin, no Brand Bitcoin. No Bitcoin. Not that there's, well, we're just not big fans, right? We what, need, was, we need was, a Monero. Was, was that in response to the community? I, yeah, what? 100%. Yeah. So Vic has always been amazing at listening to feedback mm. and responding to the community accordingly rather than trying to jam things down people's throats or rather than always just thinking about business first. He, he's, he's always been great at tuning into the Monero community and the ethos and adjusting based on that. So that's why he put out the Monero.com wallet. So very promising. And then we should mention Coin Cards. That's one of the event sponsors. Uh, just super simple way yeah, to use Monero to buy a gift card anonymously. Uh, you buy know, Amazon cards. Which I, I, yeah, everyone loves all you Amazon. need is, a, is an email address. Uh, so you can quickly spin one of those up. What's that service we use for the, the email addresses to make them up on, on the spot? Oh, I, I don't like one time email address. Yeah, uh, I'm forgetting it's the name now. I'm sure people listening are typing it in the chat right now. Uh, and then IVPN, um, just great way to, you know, to purchase a VPN service trusted by uh, some big names in the Monero community. And you best part is you once again, you could buy that purchase that service anonymously too. I don't, you don't even need an email address and you can use Monero to purchase your VPN service. So it's great to promote them and get their name out there as a, as a good privacy preserving tool. Yeah, and uh, Monerotopia listeners, uh, you can get a 14-day free test account by emailing IVPN at uh, Monerotopia at IVPN.com. So, Wait, what do they have to do? You can get a, a test trial for 14 days to use a account. So how did, what do they have to do? They just have to email Monerotopia at IVPN.net and oh. then they'll get all the information there. Oh, amazing guys. Yeah. Put, maybe put that in the comments. Yeah, I have. So just send an email to Monerotopia at IVPN.net. Yep. I'll cool. I'll tell you one so thing. Cool. That's amazing. Paying for a VPN is much better than getting a free one. Because. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're trusting the, the VPN at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, there's a huge difference. Yeah, totally. And uh, I see in the question, someone's asking that they would love to fly to Monerotopia, but as of right now, you need to be fully vaccinated to enter the States right now. To, to go um, into the States? I guess, to enter the States? Yeah. I don't know. It I just think changes so. every day, but I, I, I don't think, I don't think so. so. I think the... Um, A negative like, test? No, I, I think it depends where you're coming Yeah, it depends from, on right? where you're coming there from. There might be one or two countries that are... That are that, that are cut off, but everyone most. I think a negative test. Negative that's test. it. Yeah. You, like, you go to the airport, they, you get tested right there and then before you take before you buy the ticket, and you're good. Should be fine. So yeah. okay. okay, that's good. I mean, I mean, yeah, we're we're, yeah, we're in the U.S. We were able to travel around the U.S. obviously without the Vax passport, um, God, and without having to show tests as long as you're traveling in the U.S. U.S. Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, I in guess terms of from coming out of the states right now, I'm not even sure what the current. If you're a non-US, if you're if you're out of the states and you're a US citizen, you definitely don't need the Vax Pass to, to get back in. But if you're a citizen of another country right now coming to the US, do you need the Vax Pass for some of that? I, I'm not sure. I, I, I think I you do. I think depending on or you uh, might need it to then to get back into your into your I own think country. It's very specific your countries yeah, it's specific to your country uh, mm-hmm. i'm not really sure i haven't that. read anything about um needing a bikes pass to come into the u.s 
Anyway, we're going down to Puerto Rico for our wedding in April. Oh, wow, March. I keep saying April, March. Using the, the Aerotopia yeah. with the wedding. So many things. <laughs> we should just combine the two. How come, uh, uh, how come Puerto Rico? What What's Patrick? up? Why Puerto Rico? Um, I'm half Puerto Rican. So, um, you have family there? A lot of family. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> basically half of the wedding is basically my family. But uh, lots of friends. But I was, I was a little worried with the direction things were moving in if they were going to start mandating Vax passes for I travel think, within I think the U.S. As of right now, it seems like so. kind of I think out a by April it will be even less. March. Yeah, I know cousins that went, and as long as you take, a, I think, a PCR test before you go, um, or a rapid test, you're fine. Yeah. That's right now. They I were discussing it a few weeks ago, though, you know, potentially mandating for travel within yeah, the U.S. Always, always... I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think... I think the tides are, are changing there. Um, you know, with the Omicron, you have a lot of people that were vaxxed, triple vaxxed. I, I think still this, getting Omicron, and now this this idea that everyone needs to be vaxxed and boosted is. I think this less this very serious. very last and most recent decision from the Supreme Court kind of just uh, nailed there it. Like they say, like go. we're moving on. And I think everyone is accepting it. Uh, from both sides i think people are accepting it it's time to move on uh, i mean when when mexico decides that you don't need anything to come into the country not even a test you know that we're moving on yeah yeah, yeah i think uh yeah i hope so knock on wood knock i think, I think we I think we turned a corner on it guys i hope so i hope so well, miami turned that corner long ago oh no, did it even ago, where, we, we took a couple laps around the block <laughs> But, um, I mean, I, I never got vaxxed because I, I got I got Corona super early. I got it in March 2020. That's that's um, interesting. And I was I was fine, you know. Uh, and then I recently got the Omicron, mm. and then so that's why I was like, if if it got to the point where they were going to mandate the vax for me to <laughs> get on a plane to travel to Puerto Rico, at this at this point, I, I can't see how anybody would advise that I, I should get vaxxed. That. Mm. And, uh, in New York for work, they didn't uh, require it from you guys. Not where I am. I work oh, out yeah. on Long Island. Um, and <clears throat> some it, companies it got did, close but, yeah. to, but I work for a municipality. There was rumor at some point that they might try to mandate it, and now it's it's turned around, okay. and doesn't look like they're moving in that direction anymore. But yeah. Um, hey guys, so not, yeah, not that to, we're yeah. against the vax, by the way, because I know that's a hot topic. Dude, by all means, if you want to get vaxxed, uh, especially if you if you fall, you know, especially if you think you're somebody that yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, you know uh, requires it, 100. percent I'm just staunchly mm -hmm. against the mandating mm -hmm. of of vaccines. Yeah, uh, and it should be people's choice. It should be a medical decision uh, based on what their personal circumstances Age, are and then they should make a decision it shouldn't be joe biden telling everybody uh get back because yeah. um, how does he know how does he know what, what your medical he knows, situation is how does he know you know he knows what he's told just right most people so you know. staunchly against mandates uh mostly for liberty preserving reasons but yeah so uh i guess if you haven't gotten your ticket today Make sure to go to monerotopia.com to get your tickets today before they go off. And uh, I we'll guess... be raising the price uh, after the show, guys. So get them now. Get them now. Anything else time. to talk about with regards to uh, the event? I think that's it. Right? I think that's really it. Um, yeah, I think that's really it about the event. 
What are the dates? April 7th. 7th? Only one day? In Miami. As of right now, yeah. Okay. One we day. were looking to potentially extend it, actually, because there are a lot of speakers that are on the fence that if they come through, I don't know how we're going to jam everybody in. We're basically going to be going 10, 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. <laughs> nonstop. Nonstop. Narrow, nonstop party. We want to have it set, set up where, you know, I'm thinking that we'll kind of separate the drinking bar section is, from the conference section. Is the so bar going to be open all day? That's the, yeah. I hope so. That's the hope. 100%. Yeah, definitely from 10 a.m. Yeah. until 11 p.m. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go check out the venue. Did you check out the venue? Uh, I've actually, I've been there, but uh, I've checked it out when we're talking about the venue. I checked it out on the outside, but I've been there before. Oh, you uh, have? Okay. Yeah, I've been there. It's a huge, I mean, it's one of the most popular ones uh, down here. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Very clean. Yeah, we're supposed yeah, to be checking it out. A lot of glass, a lot of wood. Mm -hmm. It looks really pretty. Space. Yeah, very classy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So we're excited to go check that and out. And it's not, it doesn't feel like you're in like a conference center. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. I like the feel yeah. of it. It's, it's, it's like cool. a little banquet thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's why, why I went there once. We had a banquet. A club had a banquet there. Oh, let me put that out there too. Anybody, you know, so anybody that wants to come and, and like sell things for Monero, hit us up. You know, we'll have a section where, you know, you're selling t like Monero t-shirts or Monero socks, whatever it may be. Um, reach out to us. We're going to try to reach out to some vendors, get them to come out. So there'll be a little section there of people selling Monero related things. Um, and anybody that wants to participate in any other way, let us know. Hit us up. If you want to be a speaker, hit us up. Um, or you want to be a volunteer, speak up. Yeah, you want to help out with the conference, hit us up. Uh, the more participation we get from the community, the better this is going to get. So uh, any ideas, any way you want to participate, please let us know. And we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it happen. Are you guys going to be in need of like hostesses, bartenders, anything like that? Uh, well, the venue, I think, will be doing the bartend because they have like a very strict liquor license we wanted it to be where we could just do our own because we've thrown the narrow parties in the past in new york nice. and basically just rented venues where we were able to bring our own supplies and we actually were making cocktails for it we wanted to do that style but i guess miami they have a very strict uh liquor license procedures yeah where they I mean, from my understanding they weren't essentially they weren't allowing us to bring our own liquor and do it that yeah way. it's like a little mafia thing they got going yeah, on yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> we, we knew what it was right away oh. so uh we're trying to at least get them to uh buy liquors based on like a, we're gonna put together a list for them huh. so we can get some good stuff there get some mezcal flowing mezcal <laughs> um maybe they'll let us have some of our own bartenders why do you bartend uh yeah bartended bartender for a couple years okay yeah but i just i just wanted to know not necessarily for me to do it if the party gets going <laughs> i just wanted yeah. to know if the party gets going well enough we might be able to just jump in and start, start yeah. bartending ourselves uh i think that's it for the event right yeah i think that's it for the event <laughs> the chit chat oh uh, i guess we can uh move on uh, yeah sorry guys it's not it's not our normal uh flow today more like Normally normally our intro is like five minutes yeah. and this was like twenty. So thank um, you, A Fungible, for being on standby. Oh well, get him up. Let's get him up now, <laughs> right? Now, oh, let's uh, move on to uh, the price report. The Topia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat peer to peer. 
Do you, do you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, amazing. Oh my, that's no problem. I would like to ask you first, where is that? Where are you guys exactly? We're in South Beach, Miami. Oh, it's in Miami. Okay, it looked like something like a yeah, it's a beach area as well. I thought you were in yeah, like we're... Guatemala or Puerto Rico or something. No, not no, yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Moving on, we're making our moves. Yeah, it's 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 cool to have uh, such a background. Like I think it's uh, gets more people interested in your show. And I heard you getting married in like March, April. So first of all, congratulations. And perhaps I, I so think much. I think people give gifts for marriage. I, uh, like one of the suggestions is like you can you know give them the gift uh, the marriage invitation cards with a Monero uh, donation address or something. It'll be cool. Yeah, we, yeah, we were thinking of giving away um, the coffee, like our yeah, the, the coffee, coffee, and trying to introduce people to Monero that way. Um, but yeah, man. don't worry, everybody at the wedding will know Monero. Oh, one yeah. way or the <laughs> All right, cool. Um, we should mention that. So the reason we're down in Miami right now is for the North American North American Bitcoin conference. North American Bitcoin Conference. We're here. We're going to be helping out um, yeah, Monday through Wednesday. Cake representing cake wallet and monero we have a spot at the conference yeah. we'll be i think giving away some bitcoin and monero wallets, yes, right that, that's my understanding uh, and obviously we'll be trying to do monero talk shows there interviewing people at the conference it's supposed to be pretty big yeah i think two thousand people yeah we're excited thank, thank you cake wallet for sponsoring our all right, amazing. Um, I mean, I wish you all the best for that and uh, good for uh, Monero as well. So let me start with the price report. Uh, it's a price report number nine. And uh, talking about privacy, I I saw one of the posts in Monero Reddit recently, or maybe it was today or something, uh, where we see that the number of, uh, with regards to privacy world over, DuckDuckGo is, of course, one of the popular search engines. Uh, the amount of searches it queries it took from going from zero to 50 million was uh, about 10 years. So you see the queries on the top uh, and from 50 million to yeah, 100 million almost, it just took us one year. So we are on a rampage as far as privacy is concerned world over. So that's a pretty interesting part. And let me uh, go just to begin with. So the greed and fear index. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much doing what I would have expected. So I think uh, the whole market is behaving as per my expectations. So we are still fearful and we have been fearful uh, all through the months. I think last one, one and a half months, we have been extremely fearful. People are uh, still waiting and watching. Uh, but this is a good thing because we are still down there and the only way is up. Uh, I don't, because we cannot, we cannot be more fearful, right? Sort of. We can certainly go down a little bit further, but uh, it's coming on like we are on the edge of the cliff, so to speak. So we are still fearful, but there is some hope seen. So just to present what I'm going to present, the greed and fear, of course, people want all the money. And uh, this is going to do some price analysis, We're going to talk about the, the Bitcoin four-year cycle a bit. And just check out if we are on the cusp of any kind of breakout. Uh, talking about the total market cap, where are we right now? We are sitting on the edge of the cliff, as I said, about the 1.9 trillion total market cap of the crypto markets. 
and we are heading uh, <clears throat> like we are basically consolidating at this point and this is like one of my uh, favorite indicators rsi plus which shows a, a clear trend where we are going and if you see i mark some lines over here and even if you see historically when we are in really really oversold territories i wouldn't really uh, see this uh, data because it's pretty old but still uh, this is this was a very very uh, oversold of territory um but even if we see that uh, this was in december uh, 2018 where we kind of saw the the bottom in the markets after which there was a quick run up and even here right it's it's pretty much oversold and as i told last time we want to kind of see like a cup formation where we touch the bottom and then we slowly start rising up and when we touch the bottom you would see the first green candles appearing and these green candles should be full that is it's a it's a weekly chart so you should see full candles that is uh, the the lower and the opening should be uh, you know uh, coinciding with each other so you see like the full candles appearing so we have not seen the green candles on the weekly chart but i see uh, it's we are somewhere close by to to have the first green candles appearing as per this chart it's all probability basis certainly and if uh, you know uh, storm kicks in on the downside i see this as the major support which was a 30000 but uh, from all the data that has any uh, an indication i think we are we going to consolidate on a 40k <clears throat> as far as uh, bitcoin and uh, the usd chart is concerned let me add this indicator uh we have not again seen the um and, and this is an interesting part because this is like a double bear trap where it touches the support bounces back and it touches the support again so what this does is it uh, scares away the the bulls from the market so that's why we get a consolidation and also we are on the lower edge of the lower uh, bollinger bands which is a good thing and we are also on the cusp uh, wanting to find a kind of a cup formation where we start seeing green uh, green candles so i would give it like another couple of weeks to potentially see a a a breakout so if the breakout is that breakout is something like uh, a calm before a storm i think that is the stage we are in right now and uh, uh, before i proceed with the xmr chart i just want to show this part the interesting part is uh, this is the hash rate for bitcoin with a 7 day moving average and you would see after the china foot that happened somewhere in june july we are back again the miners are back on track even there was a kazakhstan uh, miner outlash recently i guess they are on the verge of moving away or uh, they are they already have plan b um we are at all time highs right now in terms of the uh, hash rate for bitcoin the the network throughput or network power so that is uh, that is a pretty interesting thing and this happens historically when uh you know miners are getting ready preparing to keep mining so that with the anticipation of the price going up so that is uh, like the good part <clears throat> and just coming to this the four year cycle part um you would see historically wherever we have from the uh, peak of one bull market to the peak of the next what happens is uh, we have a particular time frame and you would see initially we had um, 900 days between the 2012 to 14 bull markets 
then we had 1,500 days approximately. And if this was an indication then, and as we also see what's going on in the market, we should see something like uh, more than 1,500 days of cycle this time, which takes us to a approximate peak of six digits. Whether that happens or not, when that happens, of course, nobody knows, but I'm just trying to show the trend that we are moving in that direction. And right now we are in some sort of accumulation on the edge of breakout. And do I have something? Oh, this was uh, the old one when there was a Kazakhstan uh, foot, but I think we are still around the, um, like we, are, we, I think we would see another blue dot before anything else happens. This is the interesting part, the XMR BTC chart. And as correctly indicated from like the last previous few weeks, we are actually on the RSI plus uh, chart, we are starting to see the green candle for XMR BTC. And this is a interesting um, part because we also bounced up pretty neatly from $180 just a few days ago to $230 and we are trying to consolidate. So we have to see where it goes, but it has uh, quite uh, sufficiently broken this uh, long-term trend line and where it takes us, I think only time will tell, but I, I would like it to sustain for another one or two weeks with hopefully full candles. So let's see where that goes. And this is also the, the, the volume on the, on the buy side. And we see these, 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 these candles, red candles are reducing, uh, giving birth to green candles in the coming days. So I would like to see how this emerges on the, on the upline. And this is the, uh, some data from data mesh about the long and short positions of Monero. We would say historically right now, we are uh, less, least or less on the short positions for the last one month from the time when the prices started rising up. You see that the green uh, green line is basically the, the longs in the in the market and red line is the shorts. Magically, the, the shorts have been reducing and lots and extending. I think that's also one of the um, uh, like, uh, indications for the price going up. So this is uh, a good chart to look at. And uh, apart from the price part, this was a chart I recently made, or you can have a look here, uh, Monero evolution timeline, where I've indicated uh, the kind of developments that happened from the initiation of 2014 to where we are. And I see uh, a strong, from the point of view of development and the uh, news that's gonna come from uh, for Monero, from a point of view of development, I think it's going to be pretty big as compared to all the other years before. So that is um, uh, pretty exciting, I would say. A couple of more things. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a great chart, man. I love that. I saw that on Reddit. I like the way you uh, laid all that out there. So, I mean, um, in summary, so what you're, you're saying this is a, this is going to be a big year in terms of uh the evolution of the monero protocol itself and then to what you potential trend with that with price as well i would say it's going to be a big year in terms of trust in monero you know we have always been uh, tying that with dark nets and other things i think people are actually going to start using monero from this year on with something like privacy in mind also that uh, you know awareness spreading about privacy so when you talk about financial privacy, that's where money, people talk about Monero. So I think it's kind of like spreading like word of mouth. And 
Uh, we never know what it does with the price because the, the price of Monero, as you see, that it's been acting pretty uh, in strange ways, but you have to look into the, the data clearly where, what the trend is. And I think it's, it's still early to call it because uh, Monero is still in the early stages in terms of price action. And I would really uh, believe the data only from, uh, let's say, 2016. I think the first two years could be like outliers, so to speak. Because, you know, as you see like 2,000 person, 3,400 person, that's quite unreal. But so, yeah, in terms of development, I think development is a reflection of price as well going forward. Um, yeah. And a couple of more things. This is just um, to show how the market's human psychology behaves. So this is like the uh, cryptocurrency global charts from the, uh, yeah, from 2013. You would see that uh, the peaks were in January 2018. Uh, May 2021 and November 2021. And if you just compare it with the Google trends, you would see exact same thing. It's like we reached uh, interest over time. It's, it's a relative interest in uh, in January 2018 and then May and then October of 2021. But, but we still don't have that kind of an interest yet. And we, as you see that we are still here. So, you know, all these kind of things are like data points put together indicates that uh, we are on the cusp of some sort of breakout on the upside. And the last part is like, uh, it's also good to keep an eye nowadays on the world stock index. I think the world stock index also, also corrected quite a bit. I think it corrected like uh, 10, 15% the world over in the last few weeks. There's S&P 500, which I think had a nice drop of, 10, 15%. And I, I think we still have some juice left certainly for it to go up because crypto market and stock markets go hand in hand often. And this is the last part, the, the Chinese uh, stock index, people are talking about Evergrande, but I was like looking at the all time charts for Chinese markets. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it doesn't look like a great investment because it's not been doing so great in the last four or five years. So I think they're man managing it pretty well. That's what I would say. So, uh, yeah, that's all from my side for today. Any questions, guys? Hello? Hey, man. Yeah, the music just got loud over here. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, that's our, first, what... our first margarita for the day, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, enjoy it. Um, what's... Um, any any idea why why the price rallied this week? Was it just TA? Like we were we were kind of due for an uptick against Bitcoin because uh, we broke through that resistance, or do you yeah. think there's something fundamental or something that was just happening in terms of news and the market itself? Um, no, I think um, uh, the the technical trend precedes any news in the market. So I wouldn't really believe the news that because of a the news there was a upsurge because that happens to be temporary. I think it's it's the it's the you know this technical trend breakout as we saw here, and this happened from 27th of December plus minus. I think that's what is happening. I don't really I won't really give too much heat to the news. All right. Well, it was a big week nonetheless, and uh, I don't know. What do you think? You think we'll we'll continue to see that in the next? coming weeks um i would say that as long as it uh, it retains the 
let's see XMR USD. I would say as long as uh, we are, yeah, we are in this long-term uptrend, which is around $230. I would like it to maintain above $230 in the coming weeks. I think that will be a good thing for Monero because then it's kind of above the long-term uptrend. Then we have a good scope of it going up. I, I want to see strength around 220 US dollars. All right, man. Thank you so much. You Amazing so much. job as always. Greatly appreciate it. I hope you guys can still hear us with the with the music. Yes, yes, I, yes, I can. I can hear both the music and you guys. So it's like good. all right, perfect. Uh, yeah, for okay. those of you that want to tip uh, a fungible, we have uh, his tip address in the show notes. So please do. So you, you appreciate your work. So yeah, thank you. I also put it here. So uh, thank you guys, and I'll see you offline. All righty, awesome, thank, so thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. All right, so I'm loving a fungibles like consistent reports. Yes, we're you know hopefully continue doing this until you know as we as we watch Monero <laughs> climb to a thousand and way beyond. It will, it will be an epic journey. We'll look back at where we started with the a fungible price reports. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, I guess when we'll move on. Well, yes, then we already announced your guest, but let's let's, 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 officially, announce. let's officially announce it. Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source and you always control your own keys. All right. All right Matt. So uh, maybe now, now you want to officially introduce yourself actually. Whatever, uh, whatever you want to, you know, I don't know how well, my name is, uh, let's just say, Gene Han, and uh, I recently started uh, being active in social media regarding Monero, uh, Monero Miami on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, my Monero story is very simple. Uh, I'll expand on it, but basically, I was looking for answers to the to the fallings that Bitcoin had. So back in 2017, fall of 2017, I was uh, I was just taking a class, like a entrepreneurship class. It was uh, an, an elective for college, and we had to make a business plan, uh, very basic business plan. We had a restaurant, and we just had to make a business plan. I wanted to make it so the people that come into the restaurant could see how much it cost us. So on the entreprise, you would tell the people how much it cost us. Uh, and right next to the price. So it's like, oh, it costs us this, we're selling it to you for this. Because at the, at the time I was learning about Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and I kind of saw like the writing on the wall that like, uh, maybe even with centralized, like um, US dollars, eventually we'll be able to see all the financials from businesses. Right. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll add this into the project. And the professor was like, uh, there's no way you're doing that. A good business will never do that. That's a horrible idea yeah. or not. So I did it anyways, yeah, and I almost failed the group project because he said, I told you not to do it, and you did it anyways. I was like, oh, yeah, and he was like, and he put me aside, he told me all the cons to having uh, public finances to, like, of a business to the public, and I said, well, I agree, you know, I agree, so I went looking for answers to that, and I came up with Monero, kind of like, in September, October 2017, uh, so back then, uh, I wasn't buying Monero, but, you know, I learned about it. I thought, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. I was buying Bitcoin back then. And then eventually, 2018, I started looking, started finding out that 
Monero is actually used. It's not just like this small community that nobody uses it. So I was like, oh, it's actually being used. It has use cases. I, I need it for this. My friends need it for that. So I started learning about Monero and uh, Fluffy Pony and all the work that they have been doing back then with uh, with technical stuff, MLSAG and all that. And uh, eventually I started teaching it to people. Like uh, I started teaching friends and acquaintances that weren't tech savvy how to uh, make purchases safer, uh, consume safer. And that was all through Monero. I remember I was subscribed to um, a dark a dark web uh, newspaper and I was playing with Monero. I thought it was really cool. And uh, that's pretty much it. It just came upon it like, oh, there's an answer to this problem that I found with Bitcoin. And uh, that's pretty much it. And then the more I learned about it, the more I realized like this is this, this is not bullshit. This is the real deal. It's solid. It's not so many things are fake. So many things are just like for the hype. And when you come upon something so solid, so like so real, you just dive in and you trust it. And that's where I fell into Monero. Just uh, awesome. understanding it, trusting it. I, I, I love the story. I love yeah. that. It, yeah. That's pretty unique that yeah. you were experimenting with, thing with this idea of what it would mean to have ultimate transparency in an economy. Yeah. Uh, the professor was not, I and mean, he was a professor, but he was a marketer. So he worked for like a corporate marketing uh, self-made guy in late 20s, early 30s. He was like, my company would never market this because we don't want people to know it costs us 10 cents or 20 cents to make the pasta and we're selling it for 20, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I just found Monero, it blew up, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm sticking with it. And here I am, trying to, trying to teach people about it. Amazing. Yeah. Are, your, are your peers into it? Like your friends? Your... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting them into it. The more I learn about it, I can explain it to them better. And then kind of the uh, environment that we're in kind of helps because now they're asking me questions. And I'm like, I told you this you know, a year ago, this would happen. Last year, it's just gotten way, 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 way worse with uh, um, free speech censoring. Uh, censoring, yeah, and platform. So now, that censorship is coming into your purchasing choices, and that's what Monero steps in. Mm-hmm. So they want to limit your purchasing choices. What's the answer to that? That's Monero. Uh, and the, when you obviously, I understand this. Yeah. To need, uh, everybody that's listening, yeah. but you, your peers and your friends, like when you talk to people, do they are they like do they understand the importance of that, or they're just like yeah, whatever, man. Uh, they understand it's private, but they don't understand what that means behind it. Uh, I explain it to them, like I, I spell it out, and they kind of understand it. Like like I mentioned earlier, last night I had I was with two friends. One understood it, the other one was just like. I just don't. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Are they into other cryptos? Are they like buying Dogecoin instead, or, uh, or just not into crypto in general? The, the person that didn't understand it, he brought up Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's, that's a good indicator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but uh, even with open-minded people, it's really hard because Bitcoin itself is already hard to sell, and Monero is like another layer deeper into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's gotten easier recently, so I, I, didn't, I wasn't like an advocate, I wasn't speaking in public about it, but then the last year, I felt the need to do it because, um, yes, I may be good, I may be, you know, I'm, 
I know that I'll be good with Monero, but I realized that with all the other stuff that's going on in in society, they're not good. So their so their agenda is being pushed on me. Their agenda is being pushed to me on, on other topics, and so that could happen with crypto as well. Like they could push the wrong narrative on on people. So I decided to kind of like fight. Uh, like join the fight. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Monero is, uh, you know, in the ma- in the Matrix, when the, when they're like, wake up, wake up, or like the the white rabbit, the white rabbit. Like it's just like a small voice, but behind but behind that voice, there's like a whole army fighting the war. I feel like that's what it's with Monero. You throw somebody Monero, but it's just a word to them. It doesn't really mean anything. But behind it is, is, you know, we're fighting for it and for what it really means, you know. So I decided to join the fight, uh, advocate louder. I hope the mic, I hope no, the mic. Yeah, yeah, just try to hold it to your mouth as close as you can. Yeah, yeah, so make, you can even take it off. Yeah, you can take it off. Yeah, man, I, 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 you know, we, we need more, more and more people to, to come out and advocate on behalf of Monero. I mean, I understand there's those that want to stay behind the scenes, and that's extremely important for protecting the project. You know, we don't want people to get compromised, especially those working on the code. But then we also need an army of people like me and you uh, that are out there advocating on behalf of digital cash so that people start to understand the importance of it. I agree because because I mean they there is a real need there right but it's for most people the need isn't immediate it's mm-hmm. hard to understand why you may need Hi, how are you? to protect Hello. your let's go man uh do you have mezcal or yeah we're gonna Order a mezcal with lime, two of those. I don't know which kind of mezcals you got. Which mezcal do you have? We have a legal mezcal. A legal mezcal. Yeah. So okay, it's fine, yeah. Get a, get a cup. Uh, oh, with ice. Yeah. Well, I want ice. For her, straight for me. Is, is that tequila? Yeah. You said type you want? I'll, I'll have Casamigos. Do you have? Yeah, you want a yellow or a purple salad? Nice. On the rocks or on the rocks? On the rocks. Single, single. Yeah, the mezcal. Yeah, two of them. Uh, I went straight up. You know, double. Two shots. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, someone actually asked you a question. Uh, one question for G. What do you think is the biggest obstacle stopping Monero from being recognized as a legitimate currency? What's stopping Monero from being recognized? As a legitimate currency. I say it is already legitimized as a currency. It's just, it I guess what's has, the biggest obstacle to adoption is really uh, to adoption. I, I say mainstream adoption. I, I say the the, mar- the marketing and uh, I say the exchanges is a big deal. Uh, what place uh, how, the ways you can get Monero is a big part. Also, I feel like the image that we have is like okay, it's only used for things that you don't want people to see. And that's kind of seen as a, as a bad thing, but it's just a right to privacy type stuff. And uh, like I said, uh, I think it's just time is what it needs because uh, you might not need it today, but tomorrow, what's legal today might not be legal tomorrow. Exactly. So we just need to give it time and uh, it will just it will do itself. Um, 
big obstacle and number one obstacle and which i already mentioned earlier is the the terminology so you need to explain a lot to people about ring ring signatures ring tc ml sags uh stole addresses uh, and then simple terms like fungibility people don't know why fungibility is important people don't understand why you might not want a business to know where you spend your money um you might not want the government knowing where you spend your money um it's just the biggest obstacle is getting getting the voice out uh, making people understand because i mean you guys understand it so you're asking yourself how could anybody else not see it how i see it right and that's the biggest issue breaking that that barrier of seeing at the same level um and this all the stuff i'm sure but that's just what yeah i think this mind. is a good segue actually into the news a short short news session only because i didn't really have time to put things together but there were maybe two big two big events i want to focus on sunita if you want to throw it up and it, it relates to what we're talking about right now the Monerotopia weekly news segment is sponsored by ivpn use a vpn to help prevent your online activity from becoming a permanent record IVPN encrypts your data and DNS requests so your ISP or mobile network provider cannot monitor or log your online activity. Purchase an IVPN service today anonymously with Monero. Oh, uh, no. Uh, that was the last one. I wouldn't even know. Uh, so U.S. billionaire, Bill Mayer. All right. So this is probably the biggest one for the week. Um or what I thought was one of the biggest ones. So Timecast or Timcast, Timcast, uh, it's a it's a big podcast. Uh, very they're very popular. Um, Libertarian libertarians. Guys. Do you li- do you listen to them? Uh, I know about them. Uh, he used to be really good with Vice. He used to work for Vice doing like reporting internationally. Yeah. But right now he's just kind of become a, like a head figure for specific libertarian and right right uh talking points yeah he's so good he's so good yeah they, they have a tremendous following i think i think they're good I, t- I tune into them quite often um and he met they mentioned monero this week so that was the first time that i heard them talking about it it's like i'd always watch that show and wonder like why aren't these guys out there talking about monero we should play let's play the clip real quick i just want to play it So did it play? It played, but they couldn't hear the audio. All right, you don't need to play it, I guess. I don't know why. 
Anyway, they were talking about Monero on the show, which this is exactly what we need to see, right? So we need to see people that that have these uh, that align with the ideals of what Monero is trying to achieve to realize that Monero is here. It offers a solution um, and that they need to be out there talking about it. And it's just nice to see that we're, we're starting to, to see that, right? So I feel like that's one of the... The irony of it is that so many people talk around Monero. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I wish I had this, this, and this, and that. But they don't know about Monero, or they just don't say it. But they're basically describing Monero. Mm -hmm. uh, and even him, Timcast beforehand, he's talked about what's needed, and it's just describing Monero. Right. It's just the lack of but they always knowing about... Just avoided the M-word, right? They always... No one's no one's even at the restaurant yet. They're already worried about. It. Um, but yeah, just amazing to see it start to enter kind of this, and not you know kind of kind of the ma the mainstream uh, narrative here um, among those that care about liberty. And their discussion was pretty interesting. They basically talked about how Bitcoin is transparent and that's an issue, but you have things like Monero that, have, that are solving that and that what that's going to lead to likely is governments pointing out uh, how it could be used in nefarious ways, particularly for things like financing terrorism. Yeah. And so to expect expect that fight. Yeah, but um, for, for New Year's Eve, did you see about the fireworks being banned? In Europe, there were a couple of countries that banned the purchasing of fireworks uh, for New Year's Eve, and somewhere in Italy and somewhere in the Netherlands. So then you look and you look at it, and you're like, "How is that illegal? You know, how is that nefarious?" And I think that's just where things are going. Mm -hmm. What's next? What's the next nefarious purchase that you're that's gonna be deemed bad or that is cancelable because the thing about censorship uh, about money it's not only when it's illegal or legal it's when social media and the culture decides if it's good or not outside of the courts like if, if you get cancelled for something or if you don't get cancelled for it so there's kind of two levels to it there's the legal level and the cultural social level uh, like uh, I know last year uh, there was a police officer in the Carolinas South Carolina, North Carolina, or Virginia, somewhere around there. A police officer, he donated to the Kyle Rittenhouse Fund, and he got fired for it. He got fired because of some backlash, because he was a police officer, and he donated to the Kyle Rittenhouse Fund. So that's not illegal, but he still got fired. He still received backlash from our country, you know, mm -hmm. from our people. Right. It, it basically allows people to to, to censor and uh, it, it chills free speech. Right. So this idea when you can surveil transactions, see how people are using their money, especially in political ways, it begins to uh, affect, affect people in such a way that they may not act how they normally would otherwise. Uh, and it prevents. It prevents the, but essentially the, the free flow of, of thought and liberty when we can start to surveil transactions. And, and that's really what it comes down to, guys. We all know it. 
but extremely exciting to see Tim Pool talking about it. Whether or not you agree with the guy uh, on other things, he has a tremendous platform, a tremendous following. He's a big believer in uh, libertarian ideals, which overlap with Monero quite a bit. Maybe, maybe you know, I know not everybody in the Monero community uh, shares all those those ideals. Um, but at the end of the day, libertarians. Uh, if you're a libertarian, you're gonna you're gonna be pro digital cash. You're gonna be pro Monero, mm-hmm. and we're finally, like you said, seeing people say the word. Mm-hmm. They're not just talking around it. Yeah. And so, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they know about Monero and they don't say it. It's just that they they don't know it exists. Right. They don't know it's possible. So I, that's why I think it's a tremendous story mm-hmm. because once Tim starts to talk about it, he's he's very much an influencer. Mm-hmm. He's kind yeah. of a little bit more on the cutting edge with compared to some of these other guys. Yeah. So you could see somebody like a Joe Rogan now pick this up. He's always Tim goes on the Joe Rogan show pretty often, uh, and it'll just start to run through the circuit there, and you'll start to see them talking about it. Did, did you ever see his podcast with the Twitter CEO on Joe Rogan, Jack Dorsey, Tim Pool, and Joe Rogan? It's amazing, amazing, amazing podcast. And this was way before this was before COVID and before all this new legislation that came out and censorship. And there were back then there was still censoring people on, the, on Twitter, and it's just like a very early look at what's going on now on that podcast. I, re- I recommend anybody. So yeah, Tim, if you're listening, which which I doubt he is, but if you are, we, we love that you're talking about it. Would be be happy to come on your show to talk more about it, or we get somebody else from the Monero community. It doesn't need to be me. Uh, I'd love for it to be me. I'd love to tell him about the whole thing when I ran for Congress and everything. I think he'd be quite interested in that. Uh, how was that, by the way? Because I think for us, that we're, we're kind of on the outside of it, we never got to experience. Um, we never got the, the first-hand experience that you did. How was the support? Uh, for you back then uh, where people specifically because of your privacy and like uh, freedom platform I guess and Monero platform did you hold the, hold the mic close uh, did, yeah I mean, was you, that getting support from the Monero community or no, you're talking you, about were you, getting, were you getting support from the general population yeah so the, with this with these ideas uh, not so much, right? So it was, it was more so it was, it was over their head, right? Because it was, wasn't really, they were concerned about other issues, right? Mm-hmm. So and, that's, a good, that's a good point why Monero is such in the background because right. there's so many issues in the forefront. But the more disappointing point was I didn't see a lot of people from the crypto community step up and support me. Hold on. We got a guy here who's running for U.S. Congress in New York. It's major district. He's out there, and he's not just talking about, you know, he's not talking about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Monero, which is the one, if they're going to attack, if the government's going to come out and actually try to ban one of these mm-hmm. cryptos, it's going to be something like Monero, right? right. It's going to be Monero. Yeah. Like, and I, I just didn't see the support. I support from the Monero community, yes. But I would think the general crypto community, those that claim to believe in these things, would step up and be like, you know what, let's throw this guy some support. The, yeah. tri- the tribalism is too strong, man. Everyone has their own bags. They don't want to support like, your Gucci bags. They want to support their Adidas bags. Right, like Tony Vase could have had me on his show. Peter mm. McCormick could have. But, you know, they, they ignored yeah. that I was even doing it. Mm. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was 
pretty controversial, you know, uh, less so at this time. I think you're going to see a lot of people step up and start running for office. But running for office in support of Bitcoin is one thing. In support of Monero is a whole nother thing. It's really where the battle lines uh-huh. are being drawn. Yeah, ideologies. Yes. It's, it's, that's what people right. put Monero over Bitcoin. Right. It's not just the technical. It's what, what it signifies, what it, what it means, like the philosophy behind right. it. The culture behind it which I, I think this leads to our next news story for the week right. and we'll only do two this week so the next one is tom emmer so congressman tom emmer sent out a tweet thread this week can you uh, maybe just open up his his thread he basically put forth a bill sorry guys uh, trying to mm. view the whole thread. Open up the whole thread, Sunita. See, it's just, uh, right off the bat, you can see that he's talking about Monero. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a lack of, so I, I, lack of awareness. A lack of awareness about it. It's great to see, though. Uh, we'll get it up. Uh, well, you guys- I've reached out to his office. Recently, actually, mm. a month or so ago, trying to get him to come on Monero Talk. Mm. Uh, I have been in talks with oh, his wow. office. I think they were kind of willing to talk to me because of the fact that I recently ran for Congress as a Republican. Mm. So that kind of got my, my foot in the door there. Mm. They were more interested in that, whether I was running again and not mm-hmm. so interested in, in getting Tom, uh, Congressman Tom Emmer on the, sh- on Tribalism. the show. Tribalism. Uh, but maybe we're getting closer. Maybe we'll get him on. And so he put he put up a bill today introduced a bill prohibiting the Fed from issuing a central bank digital cur- currency directly to individuals. And here's why. And basically his concern is that he doesn't want the, the Fed to be able to issue uh, a central bank digital currency that they're going to then control. And his biggest concern is privacy concerns, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to appear to be replacing cash. Uh, but really what it's going to be, it's going to be this centrally controlled uh, currency where you know uh, we're going to lose our ability to use cash. And this will kind of be sold as the as the solution when in reality uh, everything will be tracked and traced and we'll lose privacy and we'll no longer have cash. And... It's a fine line. Congressman Emmer is, is proposing is that we support essentially open protocols that are already doing this and something that preserve that will preserve privacy. And mm-hmm. once again, he kind of says it without saying the name. Mm-hmm. He essentially describes Venera. Yeah. Uh, when you run down the look at what he's saying and try to think about what actually fulfills that purpose. Right. Simply put, we must prioritize blockchain technology with American characteristics rather than mimic Chinese digital authoritarianism mm-hmm. out of fear. Mm-hmm. And that was that was what I ran on when I ran for Congress, right? This idea mm-hmm. that Monero actually aligns with the ideals mm-hmm. of America, mm-hmm. and we should be out there discussing that mm-hmm. and making sure people realize that instead of viewing it as this technology that can be used for nefarious purposes realizing it completely aligns with preserving liberty preserving yeah, american right? rights and it's not just about you know 
the government providing liberty, but it's allowing technologies to flourish that will protect our liberty. Yeah. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I am actually 100% for Bitcoin. I'm 100% for Bitcoin and for CBCDs solely for the government to use. I think the government should most definitely use whatever blockchain they want to use. Because, yes, I want to see where our taxes go. I wish I could go online on the blockchain and see where all of our taxes are going publicly and directly. I wish I could see how it's being spent. I wish I could see how the laws are being passed. You know, the government should be transparent. It should be public. But for the people, it should be the complete opposite. And that's where, again, Monero comes in and other tools for privacy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for CBDCs for the government. So, so he's right. It shouldn't be distributed to the people, but they should have their system. Uh, they should have their own system for how they deal with, with, with money. Right. Uh, I've always wondered. So here in Florida, we have a lot of tolls. A lot, in Miami, we have a lot of tolls on the highway. And uh, it's a lot of money every single day. And you wonder, where is the money going? Because there is not a new lane on the highway. The road is so destroyed. So where is all the toll money going? I wish I could go online through their CBDC blockchain and see where it's going. Right. So they have their purpose. Bitcoin has its purpose. Monero has its purpose. Monero is more individualized. It's more rights preserving for the individual. Uh, when yeah. It comes, I mean, yeah. It's it. No, great points, man, and you're explaining it very well. It's a little unclear what the congressman is actually suggesting, though. Um, yes, he's obviously he's obviously what we do know he's saying is he doesn't want the CBDC, the central bank digital currency that's going to be created by the Fed, to be what will be the replacement for cash, yeah. unless it could somehow be open, permissionless, and private. Um, but at that point, I don't see how it would be a CBDC. I would think it would just be an open protocol like Monero that's open source, that's essentially not controlled by the Fed. There's uh... So is he, is he looking to create a CBDC that mimics Monero? So recreating what already exists, something like Monero, but created by the government? but also open and open source? Or is it that, you know, we look to allowing these open source protocols that already exist, like Monero, to flourish? Mm. And then whether they get adopted by citizens to be used as cash, uh, it, you know, we, we allow the market to decide that. So uh, I, th I think it all depends on what he already knows, for example, how they're going to launch, how they're going to have a fair launch in the current scenario, uh, how are they going to have a fair launch of their, let's say, let's say their private open permissionless uh, cryptocurrency that the government makes. Because um, there's a big difference between a group of people doing it and the government doing it. So, one, so how I learned about Bitcoin, I read this book called The Blockchain Revolution by Alex and his brother... Uh, Ken Scott, Top Scott or something like that back in back in 2017, 20, and uh, one of the points in the book was the difference between legislation and governance. 
So in legislation, you're passing laws to control behavior, which is what the government does, which is what they would do with a cryptocurrency. And then with our, and then with the people's uh, blockchain networks, it's governance, which is everyone has the same goal to help each other out. So you're incentivized to work towards the same goal. So laws put in place to control has compared to behavior that works towards the same goal. So the government is going to force you, it's going to force the network to act a certain way. When it's not the government, the people decide what the best way is. So I think what he wants, I don't know if it's possible, it would have to be already in existence, such as Monero or some other options. Uh, one of the big things that people really like skip over is how unbelievable and fair and organic the growth was for Bitcoin and Monero because it kind of it kind of had like a Monero five six but Bitcoin had a ten year period where it wasn't in the mainstream it grew by itself if you launch it nowadays like all these cryptos are launching nowadays it will never be fair because in the moment it launches there's gonna be big money markets on it there will never be something as there will never ever ever be something as genuine and as real and pure as the first launch of bitcoin as the first launch of monero as the first launch of ethereum and similar cryptocurrencies from back then because nowadays it's gonna get pumped uh bitcoin anybody could have bought it at first any anybody could have from a third world country could have given sense to it and increased their their uh lifestyle in in any in any country you release a you release a CBDC, whether private or public, right now, and third world countries are not going to have access to it. Um, even people within the, the within the economy are not going to have the same access to it as the earlier launches. So, when I mean, the congressman is right, we all agree we need an open, permissionless, private digital cash, which is exactly what Monero right, right. So is. That's where it's not clear. Man. Now the question is. Do they care or do they want or do they have any thoughts about pumping the early adopters' bags? Or do they just not care they want the best option available? Or do they want or do they wanna create their own thing and for them to make their own money from the right. start? And then so then you just you would just have one protocol competing against against another. Yeah. Uh yes. Uh, <laughs> Like it, yeah, I, I, that's why I stuttered. That's why I stuttered during it. But it is so true. They didn't like which comment? Uh, about Ethereum, because uh, Vit Vitalik and uh, a bunch of other people own like 70, 60% of it mm -hmm. early on. And then they made a lot of money selling it. But it was still very cheap to start with. It was still, you could build on it. You could build on Ethereum when it first started. Now it's, you got VCs. Yeah. And you have ridiculous stuff going on now yeah but it had an initial coin offering yeah it had, it had, yeah um let, let's bring no, up our guests and it's public public offering yeah. uh, the last segment guys the last um, i'm glad they could actually hear us because yeah, I, I could barely I hear myself yeah, um, so but in, in summary guys big news for the week is we have major influencers like tim pool mentioning Monero, and they're going to be talking about it more. And then we have Congressman Tom Emmer basically describing Monero as what as what this country needs to needs to uh, look towards adopting. 
Um, one more uh, news segment you want to talk about? No, let's let's get that's okay. it for the news, and now let's get the people up. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Hello, hello. All right, guys. All right let's get some people up here. You guys want to just chime in? Anybody that wants to come up, talk about the price action this week, talk about the narr- what, what happened? Good morning from Mexico. MW, why don't you come on, man? Come on, MW. Come on. Yeah. MW is angry. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. This guy blows. Who? You didn't like the Ethereum comment. Okay. It's all right, man. But if you want to talk more, come on stage. Here's the link, guys. Um, Jump on now, guys, if you want to chat. Yeah, we're going to keep going for a little bit. And we'll do it for like another, yeah, 10, 20 minutes if, you ju- yeah. if we get some people to jump on. Otherwise, we'll, we'll close it out. Yeah, we'll close it out. Yes, no, maybe so. Anyone? All right, we'll give them, a, give them another minute or two as we drink our tequila. We drink our tequila. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Saturday noon. Nobody. Nobody wants to come out. Come on, guys. We got, we got people. Come on, you have to show your face. Just say hello. Those who are commenting, just jump on. MW, thank you. Thank you, MW. MW, jump on, man. Go ahead. Go for it. You don't have to put your camera on. You don't have to put your camera on. Valentina the Bob. What is that? Uh... No, dog's face reading the So, yeah. And, oh, we have someone. Oh, but it's Jazz. Uh, you said your device is not connected, so I can't really add you to the screen. Nobody wants to come on today. Uh, someone's asking how hot is it over there. So far, it's so great. It's warm, guys. As soon as, as, soon as we get off, we're headed up to the rooftop pool. We need some vitamin D to counterbalance this uh, mezcal. Yeah, it's good. It's, good. it's like 70s. It's actually yeah, pretty fresh. Remember we are talking about yesterday was yesterday the coldest cold. day. Yeah. And it was like 55 at night, 65 during the day. Really cold when we and, yeah. and that's the coldest day. Right now it's really fresh, actually. Like, and you live right around here? Uh, no, I, li- I live further south, but more towards the Florida oh. Keys. Hello, it's like 35 yeah. minutes away. Oh! We need we need some Monero meetups, man, in this area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have we we've gone happy hour. Me and some Monero oh, people I met through okay. Instagram. Yeah, we can hear you. How's it going? Thank you for. Should, oh, should we try hey, to how's do? It going? A... How's it going? How's it going, man? Hey, how's how it going, Mr. Hey, Russia? Yeah. Doing pretty good, pretty good. Hey, uh, pretty good. How's, how's, it how's it going? Oh, that's your cousin. That's the winner. You're like, hey. Yeah, but we should let him speak first. So, Wait, I don't. I don't really know no who far. this guy is. Honestly, I, I've never met him in my life. No idea. Um, but yeah, I came on just because I want to get like the perspective of like the layman. Let's say someone like me who isn't really well versed in like crypto and is kind of up and coming and needs to learn little little things about the market and stuff like that. How do you explain, I guess, the uh, the transaction ability of of Monero in in terms of how it will affect like I guess the uh, the normal consumer? Like, 
someone who just you know shops at the grocery store, someone who just like how 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 will it be adopted? I guess how how will it be transitioned into us adopt, adopting that type of practice with Monero? Uh yeah, good good question. So you're saying you're saying what why? Why should you start using Monero? Essentially what you're asking? In a way, how will it how will it positively like benefit those who don't really know how to use a, like a currency like Monero? Like how would they understand how to use Monero, let's say? How do, how would you explain that to someone who doesn't really understand the concept of okay, Monero, this is how you use Monero versus how you use Bitcoin in, in simple terms? Uh, how you'd use what? Well, they're, they're essentially in terms of use, uh, using Monero is the same as as using Bitcoin, right? They're both they're just as simple to use. There's mobile apps you can download an app like Cake Wallet or Monero-Uju. Uh In Cake, you could even obtain your Monero essentially through Cake, uh, and then and then once you have it, you know there there's two major use cases, I guess, for. The, the, the general user, one is storing your wealth in it, right? So you're assuming that adoption is going to grow. And as adoption grows, uh, the value of your Monero is going to go up uh, and you're going to store your wealth in it uh, as opposed to storing your wealth in fiat. And then the second use case is it's transacting with it. And unlike Bitcoin, it's built for transactions in that it's super cheap to send on chain. It costs like a fraction of a cent. And every time you do send it, nobody knows that you made that transaction. They don't know how much you sent and they don't know what address you're sending it to or what address you're sending it from. So it's like taking cash out of your pocket and spending as opposed to something like Bitcoin, where all the transactions are preserved on an open and transparent ledger where they can be viewed and surveilled, if not today, then in the future, which leads to all these negative consequences that we're talking about, which is basically governments and large corporations essentially being able to control people uh, because of the lack of privacy uh, in something like Bitcoin. So the the use is, is slightly abstract in that you may feel like you don't need this ability to transact with cash, but a lot of that comes from people just being accustomed to the fact that they can transact with cash. And we're moving into an age where cash will literally no longer exist. We're pretty close. I mean, I'm sure you're a young guy. I'm sure how you, you probably use credit card and Venmo much more than you use dollars, right? Definitely, um, definitely. But as you're doing that, you're, you're losing a lot of liberty along the way, whether you realize it or not. And it's not something that may not be in your face today, but in the long run, it's going to catch up to us and society as a whole in that it's going to take power away from the people and give power to those that have the ability to view those transactions and use that information to their benefit. Okay. And which is why we need something like cash to be preserved in the digital age because it's not going to exist any longer. So let me ask then, what what is a good, I guess, fine line in determining that uh that limit i guess where where it's not too decentralized where like i guess one of the commentator one of the commentators here had mentioned like oh yeah china can see our our blockchain transactions for instance like where do we where do we draw the line in terms of how decentralized we want crypto to get well we need it to be decentralized enough to the point where transactions can't be censored that's really you know decentralization is just the means to an end 
Okay. Uh, the reason why we say these things need to be decentralized is because we want them to be unstoppable. It's not so much if there was another way of doing it, then by all means, let's do that. But it's the decentralization that allows transactions to be sent without censorship. There's no authority that can come in and essentially t take over the chain. So it needs to be decentralized enough to the point where uh, the network can't be taken over by a powerful entity. Okay. So just to, just to piggyback, because from what I remember from your very, very first question was, if I don't know anything about Bitcoin, anything about Monero, what what is it? How do I spend it? How does it work? So I would say in layman's terms, very basic terms, it's a bank account that it has no bank. You bank yourself. And then you're free to spend that money privately wherever you like. So it's kind of having a digital cash bank that you spend anywhere safely and securely. So th that's all Monero is. It's just bringing the properties of cash into the World Wide Web. So I can't send cash from here to China, but I can send Monero. I can't use cash across the city, but I can send Monero. Okay. Basically, uh, you have to think about the impl implications of everybody transacting in a way where all our transactions can, can be tra tracked and traced and what that will mean for society. Uh, okay. It's going to mean they're going to have data on all of us. They're going to know what we mo what we care about and how we're spending our money. And they can start to influence us, and they already and, do, and control society. Uh, and then the second thing is, is you know, things like like taxes, right? So obviously, you know, United States, you live in this great country, um, pay your taxes, mostly because not so much I believe in in the need uh, for you know for for large governments. I want governments to, to get smaller and smaller over time, but pay your taxes because if you don't, you're gonna get you're gonna get screwed over royally. But what we, what I want us to move towards, is, or what I want us to maintain, is this op, essentially this way in which we pay our taxes uh, based on our own audits of what we believe we owe to the government, and it's not done in an automatic fashion. And with everything moving towards this digital realm, uh, essentially the end goal is going to be that governments will be able to assess tra uh, taxes in a seamless way where as you transact your taxes are automatically deducted from all all the commerce that you participate in instead of doing your own taxes you will get a bill right you get like a tax you bill don't even it's just pay this or you right it's just gonna automatically happen I mean, that's the direction we're moving it if we all if we all kind of port over to cbdc's or or even Bitcoin because of the fact that it can be easily surveilled. And that sounds like a good th thing in theory, right? So now we've created this perfect society where taxes can be extracted from everybody uh, in, in, an, in an equal way. But what it does is it gives governments too much power uh, and too much control over citizens, allowing them to essentially take their money at will as opposed to citizens paying their taxes at, uh, based on their own assessment of how they're participating in society. And I think it's important that we maintain that uh, connection with our governments in such a way where we, we still have control over our own money and we pay our taxes based on our, on our own assessments without letting governments 
automatically extract value from us and gain more power without without our uh, input. Can I ask a question just to kind of get some clarification here? If this system were to go ahead and be implemented, in which what can you, can you guys hear me well? Because I feel like you guys are getting really close. Yeah, to yeah right now I'm good. Yeah, we yeah. can. It's a little difficult because of the background music. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. So if if this uh, let's say we go ahead and we implement Monero, right? A system in which again it's um, transactions are transparent. Again, there's no uh, government, let's say, control over over the privacy of of, of these transactions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. To what degree will the global economy be affected by, I guess, the the stabilization of such an implementation on the country of, let's say, America? Let's say America were to establish this whole this whole uh, economy of crypto and Monero, right? How would that impact, let's say, other currencies worldwide, where again their their value is their their currency is based off like the value of like how, I guess, how does, how does the implementation yeah, is. So how does the implementation of Monero help our economy or the world's economy? Or, how, or, yes, improve it? how would that, like, let's say now America decides to implement the use of crypto or Monero, et cetera, right? How would someone in, let's say, I don't know, China, Mexico, Russia, wherever, um, would then say, okay, how do we, how would we now, how would our currency hold in value in regards to, like, how we trend, have transactions now? Would we also have to implement crypto for us to, like, have transactions with this nation now is it isn't it isn't it now how, how that should work well the, the the idea is that you know government shouldn't be mandating the use of crypto they shouldn't say i wouldn't want you know the united states government as much as it'd be great perhaps for the price to come out and okay, say you so know then, so then, so we, then we now we now we now make monero legal tender and uh actually you know like they did in el salvador and they said you know you, you essentially you need to accept Bitcoin if somebody comes to pay it. We want it to happen in the free market and Monero just gets adopted because of the use that it offers, because it makes sense to use it from the customer's perspective. And so just allowing Monero to naturally get adopted because it provides value to people and through pure market capitalism, people decide to start using it. And not just in this country, but all over the world. And the end result is people being able to transact value more freely and value can flow without any middleman taking a cut of your transactions. And the end result is more freedom, liberty and wealth for all because you don't have a third party like large corporations or a government basically siphoning off your money as you're using it in an economy. Okay. All right. Well, that was that was some good information, guys. I appreciate that. That was um, a, a lot. Of, a lot of good stuff was shared. Honestly, like I, I'm not very well versed in the whole crypto world, and you could definitely tell, you know. But um, it's it's good to just kind of get questions out there and kind of have good conversations about it, even if you don't really get it, because it's it's good to bring these points to light. So I, I thank you guys for your time. Thank you guys for enlightening enlightening of me. Of course, man. We, so, we greatly yeah. appreciate you yeah. jumping on. That's what Monerotopia is all about. So we want people, whether you're Monero expert, or you're just getting into it, to jump on, ask questions, get involved. Uh, if you do, you have Cake Wallet. Do you have any Monero wallet? I I used to do a little bit of like just Coinbase Earn and stuff like that. A little like you know just okay. I, I'm, like I said, I'm not really well versed. I just like kind of go off and on, and I hear discussions and stuff, and I don't really. I, I don't. Well, really I, are you are you on Twitter? 
Are uh, you on Twitter? No, no, I'm not a social media guy, man. Unfortunately, no, no. Okay, I'm not, I'm not. I was gonna say because yeah. if you're on Twitter to uh, you know tweet out your your Monero, you know download Cake Wallet, create a wallet, and download. Put up a public I, uh, Monero address, and I'll send you some Monero. I'll definitely, I'll definitely start getting more into it this year, though. Definitely, that's like one of my goals. So um, it's a good, it's a good, good way to start. So, yeah. Awesome. No, these great questions, and I wish I was able to answer them more effectively. But it's a little distracting with the noise and everything. No, you're in Miami. That's my hometown. I'm, I'm in, I'm actually in Washington right now. I'm in Tacoma. Uh, okay, that's why I got the hat on. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like freezing my butt off over here. But uh, you guys are having, you guys are having a good time. You guys are having a good time. Well, you there, you live in a beautiful place, yes. my friend. So you guys too. You guys too as well. Is that and, and is that Collins? Is that is that Ocean and Collins? Where's that? Yeah, we're in Collins. We're in Collins. We're in Collins. Yeah, I'm taking it. it. Taking it. It's, it's busy, man. It's busy. People people came out today. It's nice weather. It's not too hot. You, you would love it. Let's just say, let's just say you would. Be that hat. You would give up two months of your life for one day right here, right now. Send me a Cuban sandwich, please. Send me a Cuban sandwich. Cuban sandwich. Dude, I, I got them Cuban coffee from from Pinecrest. They they had they had two coladas. They just drank it all. And I have some coladas for later. Basically, if cryptocurrencies were were cities. Uh, Miami is Monero. It's the way of looking at it, right? So it's, it's the perfect personification of, of what Monero is trying to be. Open and free, people living and enjoying life. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you guys for your time. It's been a pleasure. All right, no, thank one. you for jumping on. Pleasure meeting you. Take, Take care. Ciao, man. Bye. Stay warm. <laughs> um, alrighty, then. So, uh, I guess we'll close it out yeah, unless we'll anybody else wants to jump now up. We're in 43 minutes in, unless I'm going to put the, the link in the chat again. See if anyone wants to jump on, say hello. Thank you so much, man, and for coming on. Sure, yeah, coming yeah, on. It, it was a really good time. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll continue to chill as we uh, after we close this out here. Once um, again, less chance for anybody to jump last on. Last chance, guys. And last chance also to buy your Monero tool. You want to put the tickets. link up one last time? We'll I give people. Already. Okay. It's right there. All right, nice. We're going to close it out, guys, yeah, unless anybody jumps out. on right now. This was the uh, best Monero Topia podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so far. A little biased, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so far. Because we're here live. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, thank you. Guys our our best guest yet. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about. A million things, you know. There's so much we can we, talk we about. We gotta do it again. We gotta do it again. Definitely. You can you can jump on the show anytime. Anytime we're doing the show, please. We encourage you to jump on. Be a regular. Be a regular. Weekly guest. Uh, yeah. I guess with that, thank you guys for joining us and bearing with us if, during our technical difficulties. We might we do any. another Monerotopia broadcast in Miami, yeah, maybe yeah, from the, the conference. North, yeah, the North American. So uh, that'll be conference. considered next week's Monerotopia. We might try to do that. Yeah, we might on, do it. Uh, Try to do it a little, yeah, earlier in the week. You guys week. should do it live during the conference. Yeah. I got a table. Yeah, you help people. Exactly. Buy and stuff. Exactly. That'd be cool. Get, yeah. we'll, we'll grill some BTC Maxis, guys. I think, <laughs> you know, they're starting to feel it a little bit. They're starting to to feel the the, the, the surveillance aspects of Bitcoin. I mm. think it's, it's becoming harder and harder to deny mm. uh, what Bitcoin actually is. Mm. And, you know, um, like I said, I obviously... Nothing personal against Bitcoin myself. Without Bitcoin, there'd be there there would be no crypto. Mm -hmm. But it's time for mainstream crypto to realize what Bitcoin is not, and to realize what Monero is. Yeah.
before uh, before we close off, I just want to uh, say the question that he had, what if Monero magically gets implemented tomorrow? How does that change the economy? How does it improve it? And I think it's all about skipping all the bullshit between me, the business, and you, the buyer. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's nothing in between us and it's just you and me, we decide Period. we decide we decide what's sold and what's bought right so there is no stopping me from selling anything no banks from buying it. no credit card companies and and no government right no, no government in between either you go to a bank hey let me get a loan there's 20 different things you need to go through and monero is like hey let me get a loan yes or no and it's just you know just, people need to overcome the fact you know when I say like no government between, I think you'll have some people not in the Monero community, but in the general community, be like, "Well, are you sure we don't we don't want government involved in that?" No. Do, do you want government involved in in every conversation you have? Mm-hmm. Obviously, right? So it's exact it's same the, words. The same same as speech. It's the same as any other form of communication. You don't want any third party in between that. You want to be able to freely communicate of value peer to peer. And when you transact value, it's the same exact thing. You're communicating and you should be able to do that in a peer to peer way without any third party in between, whether that's a corporation Mm -hmm. or a government. Good points all around. Thank you for everyone that showed up for having me and everyone in Miami that holds Monero or Bitcoin. (laughs) Or any shit coin that you guys like, <laughs> any garbage NFTs, anything. If you're in the industry, you're you're doing well. You're you're helping somehow. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank All right. you. Ciao, Bye, everyone. Guys. Thank you guys for yeah. joining. Bye. Peace out. Don't forget to get your Monero Monerotopia tickets. Monerotopia tickets. Today they go up. Be a blast. Price is going up today. Adios. It'll be, it'll be like four years of college in one day. <laughs> Show up. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to monerotalk.live slash subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show, and we are always happy to read them. So thanks so much, and we look forward to being back next week.